there. I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. So I am with Dean Henry from UAE Peptides, and I'm so interested to speak with you because I keep hearing peptides, peptides for skin, peptides for this, and I don't really know what anyone's talking about. It's new territory. And so I'm really excited to have you here. We're going to do Peptides 101, if that's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you, Emery. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to it. Okay. So what are peptides for me and other people who might be listening? Okay, a very, very quick biology lesson. Uh, So peptides are a chain of amino acids. So basically, when one amino acid bonds to another amino acid, it effectively becomes a peptide. And um, peptides, some people just refer to them as small proteins, right? Because amino acids eventually turn into proteins, polypeptides, and then proteins. And um, peptides are found in nature. Uh, even in our bodies, we, the, the estimate is around about 7,000 peptides we produce in, in, in our bodies. Uh, and we are going to be discussing peptide bioregulators uh, as well. Uh, and how they differ is that a peptide bioregulator is just a chain of two to four amino acids. So okay. they're a very, very small chain of amino acids. And actually, they're found in, they're found in uh, animals, uh, in meat. So even, even if you eat meat, you are actually consuming peptide bioregulators just at a very, very less concentrated form than a natural peptide supplement. And when you say peptides versus peptide bioregulator, can you, say, can you describe the function of the peptide? We know what it is now. What does it do? And then a peptide bioregulator, what does that do? So peptides in general, they they have so many different functionalities. As I say, we produce around about 7,000 of them. So anything from skin, hair, uh, hormones, uh, tissue regeneration. And and, and obviously, you know, as we age, we start to produce less of them. Um, Now, peptide bioregulators are a little bit more focused. And I guess what it says on the tin, bioregulate. So they regulate your biology. They regulate the target area. So, for example, I mean, I'm taking the retina uh, bioregulator at the moment. So what that does, it targets the retina because it's the what these peptides are. They, they're a sequence of amino acids. And then when they go into the body, they try and find that match. So it's trying to fight. So it targets the match of amino acids, which is the retina, right, as it says. And what it does, then it tries to find balance for the retina. So uh, because it's trying to find balance, it's regulating. So it's trying to normalize. So if my vision is poor due to the retina there might might be other reasons but if it's the retina that's now aged if you like then it's going to try and balance and reverse the age of the retina and that does that for all different 21 peptides we're looking at from ovaries to heart to blood uh, to brain so and it's really interesting and actually my my eyesight got so much better Uh, i've got i've got into a bit of a habit of saying this now and i need to correct myself because it did fix my eyesight you know i was doing that thing where you do that with your eyes you know and after around about six months i stopped doing it my vision became a lot better uh but then peptide that is so is so individual and what i stopped taking them and actually what i've noticed around about 
three, four weeks ago. My my sleep my sleep or phone hygiene hasn't been great because I've been traveling, so I've been looking at my phone in the morning and that doesn't help, right? So now my vision, now I've had to start doing that again. So now I need to start the course again. Uh, and I'll, I'll probably do it a little bit more aggressively this time because, you know, this is a one of the weakest points that I, I feel I need to focus on. So sorry, I digress there, but yeah, that's it. No, I love that. I mean, as someone, I you know, I hit 40 and it went straight downhill and then it's been eyeglasses ever since. And I do keep hearing this, that you can actually rejuvenate your eyesight. And I, and it seems impossible, right? Like it just seems like one of those things we've been told can't happen. So that's very, very, very interesting. So it is very individual. Um, how did you discover this? How did you get into this? Okay. So I'm, I, I, this term, this term annoys me. It frustrates me biohacking, but I've been into uh, health optimization for many years. Uh, probably around about 11 years, actually. Uh, my daughter was born with a nut allergy 14 years ago. I had a, a serious sports injury. I also had a disease that they labeled. I can't remember the name now. It seems pointless to label it, but I couldn't swallow food for around about 10 years. And uh, everything was just, you know, it just happens. It just happens. Uh, and actually, once I started to investigate it, everything is a stress response uh, and everything really starts in the gut. And, you know, that that's where my exploration started with functional medicine and therapeutic nutrition, studied for around about five years collectively in those two elements. Um, and then uh, peptide just came up. I was listening to podcasts, as I say, eleven years ago. And there's one, there was one peptide called Epitalon or Epithylon, which was a Russian-generated peptide for reversing aging, basically for extending your telomeres. I was like, <laughs> I'll take that. So um, you know, that's what really sparked my interest. And then from there, I've like, since and I've worked with sixty different peptides and have worked with some VVIPs, and we've really, really explored and you know, I've gone down many, many rabbit holes with peptides. But it's probably eighty percent of all I do now, really, for the last sort of six years or so. And if if you take peptides, are you still supplementing with other uh, minerals and vitamins and compounds? Hmm. Uh, I less so, less so I find. But some every, again, everybody's different. I, I don't want to just keep jumping to that cliche. But they are, you know, you you you'll decide what you want to do. I mean, I, I have my go tos. I have a a C sixty product, which is this is here. It's carbon C sixty, which is amazing antioxidant. Uh, I take that every day. Uh, vitamin D. If I'm not getting sun, then I'll take vitamin D with vitamin K. Uh, you know, if I'm feeling a little bit run down, um, I'm, you know, I'll take some high high dose of vitamin C. Uh, and electrolytes, really, because I, I do a lot of sport, so I sweat a lot, so I take electrolytes. They're probably my go-to. There's always there's always variants, you know, depending on what I'm trying. I might be trying some sort of different mushroom adaptogen to try and advance my mind when I'm writing a newsletter, all these new tropics, so many different things. But in general, my supplementation is less because of peptides. And I see on your website, you have varieties, it seems for almost everything, like brain, thyroid, muscles. How, let's take the thyroid, for example. So many people have low thyroid. A lot of people have Hashimoto's. How can peptides help the thyroid? Yeah, I like this. I, I'm glad you've picked on the thyroid, actually, because uh, you don't just have um, a hyper a hypothyroidism. Of course, you have hyperthyroidism yeah. as well. So hypo being low and hyper being overactive. This is a this is a great explanation for peptide bioregulators because I mentioned they regulate the target area. So unlike many sort of allopathic medicine, what the, when it uh, when it finds the thyroid and targets a thyroid, it's going to then work out whether it needs to overact or underactivate the thyroid because it can work out whether it's hyper or hypo. So for, for thyroidism, it's 
an amazing product actually and we do see some really quick results with with this particular peptide the thyroid peptide for that particular reason because it's finding balance and that's when it comes to hormone targeted peptides all that's trying to do is find that balance right so once you get the hormone balance things things really do change you do feel much much different when you started talking about your own story i saw you said sort of like you know they said i had this you know, and ever, and then you've concluded that everything is a stress response. And the more work we do here at Live Healthy, the more it seems that everything does trace back. You don't just get these things, right? You don't just get hypothyroid. You don't just get Hashimoto's. You don't just get the swallowing problem you had. But when you go to the doctor, they're always kind of like, mm, we don't really know. So I'm just kind of curious about that. Like, so are you in a way that it's an imbalance that's being created and the peptides seek to redress that imbalance. That's essentially what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely. So an imbalance that's, that's compounded by some sort of stress over time as creates an imbalance. I'd say probably more so for females with hormones, you know, once you start getting close to 50 or had children, you know, you're, so there's a lot, of, lot of, a lot of stress on the hormones. So, you know, I do work with a lot of females and have done actually for the last 10 years, to be honest, even from gut health uh, up until now, working with peptides. And, you know, there is a, a lot of stress on the female body post-pregnancy and then of course you know uh, pre-menopause as well so yeah you know we put these peptide protocols together the pineal peptide is amazing for the pineal gland at the base at the bottom of the brain because we call that the the, the conductor to the orchestra of peptides and that really tries to help the balance so because what it's trying to do number one is it's trying to regulate your melatonin uh, so people take that they feel quite tired there's a the, the Russian military that actually created the peptides initially in, in the 1980s. Actually, it was a it was a military secret, a Soviet Union military secret. I love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, these the, these particular peptides they make you tired because they they were saying you don't have any side effects. In fact, you do. Um, the side effect is that if it needs to regenerate or find balance, the best way to do that is by helping you or uh, helping to encourage sleep. And of course, um, you know, you feel tired. So when you take the pineal, which is trying to balance your circadian rhythm and all your hormones, then you do feel very tired. In fact, when I was taking it the first time, I needed afternoon naps. Okay. Okay. And then did you slowly sort of come out of it? Yeah. And then after the 10 day cycle, then you just, you know, you feel different. You feel better. Maybe, maybe, maybe just because you've just got more sleep, right? Maybe just because you've got a deeper sleep. I'm not saying this is a magic pill. Maybe just so that it's encouraged your sleep so much. Now your hormones are better because that sleep is the foundation of health so you know maybe it's just that <laughs> um in women uh, you know women in their 40s kind of hit this perimenopausal wall and they and and this like you said it's a stress response over time so we're often told well if we take hormone therapy it will resolve uh what's going on where do peptides fit in with that because pe the peptides are addressing sort of what you're saying is the hormonal imbalance mm. yeah so i mean you can work them you can do them together uh, a great example is that uh, this is outside of peptide bioregulators. This is more the research peptides that I work on. There's a peptide called Kispeptin, which um, uh, is a precursor to testosterone. And testosterone is often overlooked in women. Uh, I don't know why we're focusing so much on women, but it just, is, it just is the way it is. And testosterone is, is, is quite often overlooked for females because they don't, people just don't think it's important, but it's massively important, particularly premenopause. Uh, and this is when you know, you know there's energy and the drive, um, you know, because the testosterone is so low. So kispeptin actually works on the receptors as the precursor to the testosterone. That's the LH and FSH. Now, that's great because actually you're getting closer to the root cause 
rather than putting a hormone into your body, even if it's bioidentical, which I, I love, you know, this is great uh, and they're really helping people. But of course, you know, it's not stimulating your own hormones to work for themselves. It's just replacing it as such. So uh, if uh, the, the, the short answer to the question is that they, they work together very well. Simultaneously, they work together very well. And same in men, because we're hearing a lot about low T in men, you know, a low testosterone in men, even in their 30s. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm real. I mean, I, I, te- I tested test a lot of men, or a lot of people, but a lot of men over the last six, seven years uh, for their testosterone levels. And it's ridiculous how low they are. It's ridiculous. And actually, also, what's become very common now is I, I look after a lot of men that used to have been taking testosterone uh, you know, as, as a, like the bro science to get big, and now they can't generate their own testosterone, or they're not, or they have no sperm. So I've been working with quite a few men with that as well, actually, recently. Okay, so our first of all, it, it feels a bit like the wild west to someone who doesn't know about it. So how you know you feel like you want guidance? Like how how can you take this with guidance? Because I can just imagine, even my doctor, who's quite forward thinking, I'm not sure what she's going to say if I ask her about it. So um just on that i trained three doctors in london uh last week uh, and they have a IV anti-aging clinic and uh, it was so nice because sometimes so, so sometimes doctors get a bit of a bad rap especially in my industry um yeah i remember getting I a bad rap started. you're right they are getting a bad rap they definitely they are, are. I mean, it's, you know it's not really it's not really fair i mean you know i i remember day one of my therapeutic nutrition course day one paper one was this is how many deaths mal you know malpractice causes a day you know I was like, what way to start the course so i just put my hand up and said well how many do they save a day <laughs> come on I'm, I'm sure i'm sure it outbalances it right so um uh so yeah the guidance yeah i trained these three doctors uh last week and it's lovely because they were very humble and they said look we we everyone was talking about peptides but we just, i spent an hour just training them on you know the a to z of peptides and you know they want to start introducing it into their clinic and it was just nice that some doctors are very open-minded. Some do understand nutrition. Some do understand everything they learn in med school isn't everything. You know, there's so much more to it. So, you know, there's good and bad of all, right? So, um, and then when it comes to the guidance, there's many books on peptides now. Um, you, you know, it's a, it's a great book here. This is, a, you know, peptide therapy. Optimize your health with therapeutic peptides. Who's that by? Yeah, yeah, I've got lists of here. I won't show them all be here all day, but okay. yeah, that's, just, that's, <laughs> one of, that's one of the most that's one of the most recent ones. Okay. Um, and then you know, I do I do peptide coaching uh, on my um on my website as well. So it's a, I do a twenty five to thirty minute coaching. Just really, you give people an overview, protocols, research, uh, and then it is just about research. Uh, and then I guess knowing where to start. Um, and for peptide bioregulators, I, I simply say that you're only as strong as your weakest part. So for me, I focus heavily on the eyes because I noticed that actually I am getting old. (laughs) So I I focused on the eyes. Um, Some people say, well, actually, I feel perfect. There's nothing wrong with me. Great. Uh, But what about your family history? What about genetics? Do you think, you know, did did someone in your family have cancer or heart disease? Then, you know, if it's heart disease then focus on the heart peptide. So just as a starting point. And, um, we hear all the time about dementia and brain fog. Can peptides have a role? First of all, we hear a lot about brain fog, but within the rising cases of dementia are terrifying everyone and all the boomers getting dementia. Is there a role for peptides there? Like a long-term sort of fixer-upper role? 
<laughs> yeah, I think you know. I think we know. I think we have an understanding, right? Because uh, medicine over the last one hundred years has been really focused on sort of everything from here downwards, from the you know from the eyes downwards, really focused around the heart and everything else. So the next hundred years, I, I, I'm involved with a company called State Mode Medical in the UK, and uh, we actually work with uh, psilocybin um for uh handling uh neurological diseases uh dementia and the research is amazing it's now legalized and approved in australia so we are actually going to be working with an australian company now so over the next five years that's going to become the forefront of medicine i think for neurological issues uh so there's some amazing peptides russian generated peptides again uh that you use intranasally so uh cmax and Solanc they're called and, and you uh you, you take a sprayer a couple of times a day number one it gives you an immediate cognitive boost but uh long term it has been shown to help with such things as dementia um there's also uh the peptide bioregulators they have one called the cns the central nervous system again that's being researched to help but immediately you know after around 10 days of taking that you do feel more more focused so i i, I think there's so many nootropics now that have really explored into this area but over the next five to ten years i think it's going to be some real advancements and what happens if you don't tackle this long-term stress response? Can the peptides still help you? Because there's a lot of people who don't want to change. They just want to, there's biohackers, you know, that are, just want to take all the stuff, but don't really want to stop the stress response or do the work, right? To stop the stress response. Can peptides still work if you don't want to change your life? <laughs> so glad you asked that, asked that question as well. Um Peptides are not going to work if you don't do if you don't do all the basics, right? <laughs> so you know they might they they're going to help, but if, if you're if you just you just got to get the basics right first. You need to try and you know be out in the sun, um, exercise, eat plenty of protein, you know, breathe, meditate, stretch, you know, resistance training, do all the basic things first, uh, and then use peptides as a supplement. It's a supplement at the end of the day, it's a tool. Uh, and if you can mirror the two together, then the results are going to be optimized. If you're if you're not, if you're just going to you know take peptides or inject peptides or whatever, then you know they may work, but to me that's a waste of time and money. You know, it's all about optimization, and everything needs to work together to to fully optimize. And are there any cautions? Like, is there any danger here? Is there anything, any side effects? Peptide bioregulators, which is the the, the key of the, the discussion, uh, generally, no. The great thing about peptide bioregulators is that because it's trying to regulate the target area, once it's regulated, it just goes on its way without any side effects, definitely without any adverse reactions. I mean, that's over millions and millions of test cases as well. So the answer to that one is no um there's no worries there to date uh with research peptides that's a that's a different field really and that's when you really need to speak to a healthcare professional um all the protocols that are in place at the moment they've been well researched no one's really getting any side effects but a lot of this these peptides you take home with you the injectable peptides even when you work with the the, the clinics in dubai actually they give you boxes to take home so you inject yourself you know, sometimes people say, oh, I feel great. I'm going to take more. <laughs> so, you know, we have to be careful here. Yeah. There's always that person who eats, hears kale is good and eats like 10 pounds of kale, yeah. a day, right? <laughs> you can't help those people. <laughs> no, no. Well, that, that, that's that's the uh, poison medicine, right? It's the, the difference between poison medicine is the dose. More often than <laughs> yes. Okay. So where do people find you, Dean? And how do they, how do they try this stuff? So we are on uaepeptides.com or DN Lab, DN, uh, Delta November Lab Research.com. And uh, yeah, both of those places, we I offer the coaching on the DN Lab site as well. And um, both those places, you can look at the um, 
the uh, peptide bioregulators, yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for your time. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast. 